first reading is from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36, verses 26 through 28. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your stony heart from your body and replace it with a living one. And I will give you my spirit so that you may walk according to my regulations and carefully observe my case laws. Then you will live in the land that I gave to your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. For the music leader, this is an inscription of David when he fled from Saul into a cave. Have mercy on me, God. Have mercy on me, because I have taken refuge in you. I take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the destruction passes by. I call out to God most high, to God who comes through for me. He sends orders from heaven and saves me, rebukes the one who tramples me. God sends his loyal love and faithfulness. My life is in the middle of a pack of lions. I lie, I lie down among those who devour humans. Their teeth are spears and arrows. Their tongues are sharpened swords. Exalt yourself, God, higher than heaven. Let your glory be over all the earth. They laid a net for my feet to bring me down. They dug a pit for me, but they fell into it instead. My heart is unwavering, God. My heart is unwavering. I will sing and make music. Wake up, my glory. Wake up, harp and lyre. I will wake the dawn itself. I will give thanks to you, my Lord among all the peoples. I will make music to you among the nations because your faithful love is as high as heaven. Your faithfulness reaches the clouds. Exalt yourself, God, higher than heaven. Let your glory be over all the earth. If this is your first Wednesday with us, we're doing things a little different this summer. And rather than me or Mary up here talking for 15 or 20 minutes, we're going to have a little more interaction. And I'll ask actual questions that you can answer, and then I'll repeat them for everyone. I'm not going to put a microphone in your face. Um, so two weeks ago, we tackled the topic of God, and we landed on this idea that God is a paradox. God is both distant and unknowable and you know, incomprehensible, and God is also intimate and personal and knows us. And we just have to live in that space. Last week we talked about Jesus and a more relatable form of God, but also Jesus is a paradox. Jesus is both fully human and fully divine at the same time, one with God the whole time, yet separated, being human. This week we tackle the Holy Spirit, probably the least talked about part of the Trinity in Presbyterian churches. So we're going to look at John chapter 14, verses 15 through 31. This is Jesus talking. 
If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I will ask the Father, and he will send another companion who will be with you forever. This companion is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither recognizes him nor sees him. You know him because he lives with you and will be with you. I won't leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them loves me. Whoever loves me will be loved by my Father. I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas, not Judas Iscariot, asked, Lord, why are you about to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, Whoever loves me will keep my word. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever doesn't love me doesn't keep my words. And the word that you hear isn't mine. It is the word of the Father who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I am with you. The companion, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and will remind you of everything you. Peace, I leave with you. My peace I give you. I give it to you not as the world gives. Don't be troubled or afraid. Word of God for the people of God. So when I say Holy Spirit, what comes to mind? A dove. Fire. Miracles. God, mysterious. Mystic. Forgotten. Anything else pop into your head? Breath. Guidance. The Holy Spirit is a hard one to wrap our brains around, especially because depending on the kind of your church you go to, there's different emphasis on different parts of the Trinity. So for some churches, they focus on God most of the time, and they'll sprinkle in some Jesus or Holy Spirit. For other churches, they focus on Jesus almost exclusively, and you rarely hear anything else. If you're in the Pentecostal or Charismatic traditions, you hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. So it just kind of depends where you are as to what you hear. In Presbyterian churches, somewhere along the way, Holy Spirit, you know, we break it out on Pentecost, and we break it out on Trinity Sunday, and then we kind of put it away. I was accused by a charismatic person I worked with in a, in a fun-loving way. This was when I was in the ELCA Lutheran Church, you know, in my 20s. He said, you Lutherans kicked the Holy Spirit out years ago. I was like, I don't think that's true. But the Holy Spirit, here is this third part of the Trinity, equal with God and Jesus, one but separate, that we don't really think about very often. And we don't talk about very often, which is very ironic because the Holy Spirit is the form of God that we interact with. That's what Jesus is talking about here. This is the promise of Pentecost to the disciples. 
Jesus is going to leave. The disciples don't understand what that means. Jesus promises a companion, a spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit will come and will be with you or will dwell in you, will abide in you. I think I'm on the right track. <laughs> or the wrong track. Exactly. So the disciples were not left to their own devices to found the church. We celebrate Pentecost, this coming of the Holy Spirit. This was a new thing. The Spirit of God is mentioned in the Old Testament a lot but only for very specific reasons or purposes. There is not a vast outpouring of the Holy Spirit to the people in the Old Testament. It's given to the prophets to speak on God's behalf. It's given to individual people for specific purposes. But the prophet Joel says that this will happen where God's Spirit will be poured out and all of these amazing things will happen. And that's what Pentecost is, a celebration of the Spirit being poured out. So the Holy Spirit, although we don't really understand it, and we think of it in terms of wind or fire, is the part of God that we interact with all the time. Because what Jesus says is the Spirit dwells in us all the time. The Spirit dwells in us. So there's nowhere we can go that is separated from where God is. Because we carry the Spirit of God in us all the time. How are you with that concept? Is that reassuring? Is it a little creepy? Is it weird? Is it something you've thought about? Have you ever felt the Spirit's presence? Can you think of a time you've felt the Spirit's presence? Steve? When you were confirmed. Okay. What did it feel like? So like a a descending presence, a force, something like that. Anyone else ever feel the Spirit? During communion? Yeah, okay. Yeah, during laying out of hands when you're ordained into an office of the church. I still remember the feeling of being on my knees when I was ordained as a, whatever we're calling it now, minister of... Are we to teaching elder? They're meeting. It could be something else. But all of these hands of pastors and lay leaders from the presbytery weighing on my shoulders, and I'll never forget the feeling when everyone lifted their hands up and the weight just, I felt like I floated up. I felt the spirit then. Any other times? Aaron. Yeah, being stopped and feeling you, like you need to help someone. Yeah, Lord. Being prayed for. So feeling God, feeling the Spirit when you're being prayed for. Yeah, okay. 
okay? So when you're scared of thunder and lightning, is it a calming feeling when you feel the spirit? Comforting? Yeah. When your mother died, Yeah. So your mother was gone, but you were not alone. I'll never forget my grandfather, my mom's dad, who I was very close to. Um, he had a, a massive stroke, and he was in the hospital, and he was extremely restless. He, they just couldn't get him to calm down, and he was moving constantly and just extremely restless. And my grandma was worried and scared, and my aunt's and uncle worried and scared, and my mom and everyone was worried and scared. And we prayed for peace, just for rest and peace to come over him. And I'll never forget it. It was a tangible feeling of peace in the room, and his whole body relaxed. And he fell asleep. I still remember that feeling. I felt it in the rooms of patients when I was a chaplain in the hospital as they died or were dying presence, that peace and comfort. And it's not just me feeling it. Others talked about the same experience in the room afterwards. So while we carry the Spirit of God in us and with us, the Spirit so moves outside of us. And it's the comforter. It's the counselor. That's how the Spirit's described. The peace of God comes through the Spirit. So while the Holy Spirit is something we don't think about or talk about, and we need to change that, because it's the part of God that dwells in us, it's also the way that we can do God's work in this world. We can't do it on our own. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the means. We're not that gifted. We're not that smart. We're going to be selfish. We're going to be self-serving. That's our natural human broken state. But the Spirit dwells in us, and it's through the Spirit that we hear the whisper to help that person or to listen to that person or to talk to that person where we feel this drive to work towards the betterment of others, the flourishing of our fellow humans where we want to seek justice for those who are oppressed. All of that comes from the place of the Spirit dwelling in us. It doesn't come through our own devices. It comes through the Spirit. And the Spirit empowers us to do the things we're called to do. That's why when Jesus sent out the first disciples two by two, and they started packing for their trip, Jesus said, leave it. Take your shoes, what you're wearing, don't take any money, and go. Trust that God will be there and provide for what you need when you need it. The same is true for us. As I've been prodding you and trying to get you into a place where you start engaging questions of faith outside of this room, we're working on it. We'll keep working on it to not shy away from talking to people. And when that topic comes up, 
listen to what they have to say. Hear their questions, hear their hurts, hear their comments, hear their concerns. The Holy Spirit will give you what you need in those moments. You don't have to worry about having the right answer figured out ahead of time. Here's a secret. When I stand up here, I have kind of a rough outline in my head. I have no idea where it's going to end. I used to write out sermons and struggle for hours trying to get the words right. And then I found that the ones I was most proud of when I was doing them, it was a bunch of this. Nothing. It's the ones that I thought, I don't think this makes any sense that people would go, oh my gosh, when you said this, that really connected with me. The Spirit gives us what we need when we need it. If we accept the Spirit's influence, if we say, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm going to go anyways, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to follow where you lead. So as we think about who God is, as we think about this concept called the Trinity, God, Son, the Holy Spirit, all of that, the totality of all of who God is dwells in us all the time. There is nowhere you can go that God isn't there. You are never alone. And the fullness of God guides and empowers us to do the work of the church. So listen to it. Listen to that whisper of a voice telling you to do something or talk to somebody or go somewhere. Have the courage to go and trust that God is there with you. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Community Presbyterian Church in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. 